Let's simplify. That's the theme of this series of Soul Talks. We're Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors of psychology, helping you to thrive with Jesus in living, loving, and leading. In 2 Corinthians 1.12, Paul teaches us to behave with simplicity and godly sincerity, not by earthly wisdom, but by the grace of God. Today we're going to talk about how you can simplify your soul. We'll be showing you how our new Breath Prayer Guides resource can help you and your friends in the stress of daily life and work so you can renew your soul in favorite verses of the Bible. We've been Christmas decorating. <laughs> we have. We've been decking our halls. It's been fun to watch you decorate and join you. Thank you. And we want to welcome you to Soul Talks. Uh, you are our pajama friends. <laughs> we are here first thing in the morning, and we were uh, laying in bed having a Soul Talk, and we said, hey, let's uh, invite our friends in for the conversation. So here you are. I hope that you are uh, uh, relaxed and comfortable and that you feel like our friends And because you are. You're in our home with us now and we are talking about simplicity in a wonderful Christmas season that can be complex and challenging and stressful and uh, lots of expectations. But it's the season of Advent. It's the season in which the Lord says to us, come. And Jesus' arms are open, and so we want to celebrate the birth of Christ anew and afresh. Whatever time of year you're listening to us, come on in for a soul talk, and we're going to foster some intimacy with Jesus by appreciating God who is present with us as Emmanuel. Praise the Lord. Thanks for joining us. So uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our new friends, uh, Debbie. Really appreciate uh, your words, Debbie. She says, I'm looking forward to your new book on the stages of grace. I'm praying for you to flow with the will and life of God in your book project. That's exactly what we need. And that yes. prayer is spot on with uh, the, the prayer of Mary, the great prayer of faith and submission, the prototype prayer of faith and submission in the Bible is Mary Praise the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And that is what we are praying as we're working on this new book on the stages of grace. And uh, if you were here in our home with us, uh, in our podcast studio in our home, uh, I usually like to get my desk really cleaned up uh, before we do a podcast. But since we're in the middle of this project, uh, we got papers everywhere. There's 12 different or 10 different chapters uh, from the book. And then there's three books laid open that I'm reading because to, to write a good book, you need to read some other books and, so, and a bunch of books that I'm on my shelf here pulling off and, and uh, looking at and uh, editing. And uh, so it's, well, I'm uh, just thankful for your computer because if all that paper on your computer, all those windows were papers here, we would hardly be able to sit. Yeah. So it's a little messy. <laughs> So well, welcome into our home here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. Bill, yesterday you were sharing with me, as, as we often do at the end of a, a day, just kind of talking about the day and you know, how did you experience God today? What was meaningful for you? What were your peaks or, or pits of the day? And you were sharing with me about a meditation that you did yesterday. 
Well, yeah, Mary, uh, her famous prayer that we're talking about, which is in our, our breath prayer guides, let it be to me according to your word. It's from Luke chapter 1, verse 38, and that's her response to Gabriel's uh, announcement that she is going to bear the Christ child. And uh, it's her astonishing uh, trust in God in this uh, miracle conception and this momentous point in the history of Israel and the world. And uh, later she prays, uh, after she meets with her older cousin, uh, Elizabeth, and she prays the, the famous uh, prayer song, the Magnificat, and uh, uh, in response, she's been meditating on the angel's words, and God has pronounced a blessing on her. And so I was meditating on that word blessing that she sings about, and which goes back to it's a, a tremendous history throughout the Old Testament that, of course, Mary knew uh, prominently, Psalm 1. And so I was meditating on Psalm 1, blessed is the man, uh, or the woman, of course, uh, who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, or stand in the way of sinners, or sit in the seat of mockers, but uh, his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on the Lord's law, he meditates day and night. Uh, it's like a tree planted by the streams of water. Uh, which bears his fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. And, and the psalm goes on from there. But I was reciting that and praying that over and over and uh, thanking God for the blessing uh, that God is to us and the life that we have in the Lord. And as I was uh, contemplating this, I was appreciating uh the word blessing is really is like how spiritually lucky you are, mm. or how divinely fortunate you are. It's a it's a really happy word. It means happy, and it it means like good things are all around you. They're following you, and and they're coming, uh, no matter what your circumstances, because the kingdom of the heavens is open. And so, I was just. Uh, filled with a sense of thankfulness and a sense of God's presence that this this is really true in my life. This is really the way that God is and the way that God uh, has revealed the kingdom of the heavens to me. And I, it was like a sense of being in this, this cloud, the cloud of God's presence. And it was a cloud of being spiritually lucky. I don't know a better word to use than that because it's not lucky like fate uh, and right. chance, but uh, lucky like you're surprised and you're happy and you didn't know uh, this good fortune was going to come to you. And it's, uh, in this case, of course, it's, it's, God's, it's God's blessing, but it's not a religious thing. It's not a, a stuffy, formal thing. It's, uh, it, it's joyful, but it, it's happy too. Well, you know, when I experience something that feels lucky, I think that it's because there's there is this surprise unexpected element to it and, and an awareness it's not something that I earned or that I could manufacture and it's kind of like something like I've I've wake I've woken up to a specialness in it that's something exactly special it. that I'm receiving maybe and so we're uh, we have the opportunity any moment to appreciate the goodness of God the mercy and loving kindness of the Lord to us and, you know, a uh, season of being thankful is uh, just a great way to start our Advent season coming off of Thanksgiving 
And it's important for every day to um, appreciate many blessings of God to us. And this is especially important when our circumstances are not feeling blessed. And we've all got stuff like that going on in our lives. And to look through those circumstances into the eternal reality of the gospel, the good news that Jesus has come uh, and brought us Emmanuel, God with us, and that the uh, the Father's world and Jesus is, is open to us, and I can bring my life today into into this world. And so uh, yesterday we brought Christmas decorating uh, into the Father's world, and we were putting lights on the tree and on the house and putting up the ornaments and do, doing that together, and daughter was with us. And, uh, you know, we we can take our podcast this morning. We prayed about our podcast, and... I started to get frustrated about something, and uh, you empathized with me, and then you uh, took took us to prayer and offered a prayer of submission and, and gratitude to the Lord. And it's like, yeah, we're in we're in God's world now, and remembering that. So, uh, walking in this cloud is a blessing. Well, we need to encourage ourselves and each other in this because certainly there's things that oppose us. You know, there's, there's spiritual opposition trying to discourage us, trying to take us out, even with the Christmas decorations. You know, there's this sense of, I had to fight sometimes this sense of kind of the familiarity. Um, maybe it becomes a have to or a drudgery. Um, you can start to forget the meaning of it and forget that you're in the kingdom of God. Forget to be awakened to Emmanuel with me right, right now, even as I'm doing it. I mean, even as I was putting out the nativity scenes yesterday and I was taking out the characters and arranging them, you know, I, I, I didn't think about Mary and let it be to me according to your word. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about her prayer, but thankfully God graced me by his spirit with thinking about some of her circumstances as I was setting out the nativity scene. We've got a, a special nativity scene that has a lot of characters to it and it has more than one Mary because it has Mary on the donkey traveling with Joseph. And then it has Mary in the stable after Jesus's birth. And as I was putting out the character of Mary traveling on the donkey, you know, I did have a, a, some moments of empathy with that and what that was like. And so I was thinking about what other characters I was going to arrange around her. And I was arranging characters like a Roman soldier that she passed on the journey and thinking about the fear. And did that Roman soldier acquisition, you know, her and Joseph, like they showed in the movie, the nativity and, you know, how scary would that have been? Were, was it, were the Roman soldiers, you know, looking for a traveler like them? Um, and then I put out a priest and the priest actually had his hand like held out in front of him, like a stop. And I was thinking about how even the religious leaders of the day, you know, were in a sense opposed to Christ's coming. And then they they wouldn't have known that, though. They wouldn't have said that or owned that. But they weren't thinking about, let this be according to God's word. They were thinking, the, uh, the religious leaders were very much running things according to their will. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about, uh, there was a an old man supporting himself on a cane. And I was thinking about him as, as representing um, Anna and Simeon. You know, and here they were looking and anticipating for the Messiah, praying, you know, very much awake to his coming. And so I was paying attention to these characters as I, as I was putting them out. And I, I was 
uh, entering in a little bit, but not the full extent. And then as you reminded me of Mary's prayer and this, let it be to me according to your word, it, it brought more meaning as I went back to picturing myself putting out that nativity scene. And, and I got to go, I got a redo. I got mm. to go back and experience it more from Mary's experience and point of view and empathize more with how much her prayer, let it be to me according to your word, how much she was submitting in that. I mean, how much to receive Christ. She was submitting her body, certainly. She was submitting her future, certainly. It changed everything about her future. So in that, she was submitting her family, you know, her relationships, her relationship with Joseph, her love, her marriage. You know, I mean, she there was submission on so many levels here for her. And so I think that sometimes it's easy, you know, I would say the first part of my life, I probably didn't appreciate enough the example that Mary is because I thought that was a Catholic thing. Hmm. But thankfully I've come to realize that no, we, we, we really need to take heart from the saints that have gone before us and spend some time thinking about their experience and their submission to the Lord in this. And we've learned to take heart from our Catholic brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, that's a, a great uh, encouragement about the power of, of a redo that comes when we live our life with God, with one another. And so when you share with a friend, a family member, uh, that's a way we can feed off the fruit of each other's meditations. And that helps us to integrate our actual daily life with the Word of God. And so that's what you're modeling for us. And um, yeah, so your, your second time through putting out the Nativity set um, in your imagination Truly. and in your yeah. prayers was even better than the first time. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And I really have um, in part this, our, our Soul Talks friends to thank for that <laughs> because we had planned to do the Soul Talk on the Breast Prayer Guide that we have in here. You've got five Advent Breast Prayer Guides in the Breast Prayer Guide booklet, and this is one of them. Yeah, so these are, are really simple uh, devotions that you can be doing uh, during Advent uh, or any time of year. And there's 40 different devotionals in the Breath Prayer Guides booklet. And f- five of these are th- themed on Advent. So we've got the uh, Emmanuel from Matthew 123 and King Jesus, My Joy, also in Matthew. And then we've got uh, from Luke, uh, Mary's Prayer of Faith, which we're talking about now. And then we've got the story of the innkeeper uh, in Luke 2.7. That's called Room for Jesus. And then uh, when the angels come and say, Fear not, uh, also in Luke 2, that's another Advent-themed devotional. And so this is just a, a way to take a Bible verse uh, phrase uh, and go deep with it. Uh, and it's easy, easy to memorize. It's easy to carry it through the day. And then we give you a breathing pattern for praying it in and out. And we'll do that before we close here. But just love this theme of going deeper in the Lord and uh, a faith that is uh, uh, simplifying the uh, complexities of our life and the stresses and, and things that can be very distracting and getting into the heart of it all. And Mary's prayer it, it so does that because she is uh, offering herself freely and fully to her God. 
And that's where life really begins, is when we, we, we let go and we, we let go of controlling and straining and trying to force things, trying to make things happen, our image, uh, stuff we're worrying about, and we, we admit what we're feeling, we admit what we're struggling about, we pray about that, we talk to someone safe about that. And in, in doing that, we're, we're opening up our hands and our hearts saying, God, I need you. I need you to be God. You're, you're my father. Uh, lead my life and uh, guide me through this. And you you had the connection yesterday and you shared it with me, which in a redo was really valuable for me as you were redoing that, sharing your meditation on the blessed and being blessed that that Mary's response to this after she prayed, let it be to me according to your word, was to talk about how blessed she was and that you were practicing that with this, that you, as you submit, you're recognizing you're blessed. Tell us more about that. Yeah, because the initiative is God's. So Mary is responding to God's revelation through the angel, and she's responding to the history uh, going back many generations of the prophecies and the anticipation of the Messiah to come, which she very well knew, and uh, particularly the story of Hannah, which makes its way into her Magnificat uh, prayer song. And so she she's not manufacturing something here in her prayer of faith. She's joining with God. That's so important, because oftentimes our circumstances make us feel like we're anything but blessed. Yeah, and we feel like uh, we need to like change our attitude. And well, yeah, that's true. But if I just look to myself to do that, it's mm-hmm. going to be a short-lived change. Yes. And in fact, when I when I'm not grateful or I'm being grumpy, it's uh, probably because I'm straining and I'm mm-hmm. self-focused mm-hmm. and I, I'm not seeing the bigger picture of God's world that's in front of me. Thank you for identifying that because I think we so often fall under humanistic ideation of, oh, I just need to think positive. But that is, it's you're not talking about that self-reliance for feeling blessed or happiness. Yeah, of course, positive thinking is important, and uh, Paul teaches that in Philippians 4, for instance, but it's in response to the positive revelation of God and God's kingdom. And so so something I was meditating on, along with this uh, word uh, blessed and Mary's prayer, is the uh, the fact that even my prayers are a response to God's prayers. Mm, and so yeah. uh, right now, friends, uh, Jesus, your Lord and your friend, is uh, at the th- right hand of the Father at the throne of grace, and he is interceding on your behalf and on my behalf. And in the omniscience of God, God can pray for more than one person at a time, very intimately and specifically and personally, and of course with uh, overflowing love. And yeah. also at this moment, the Holy Spirit is breathing within you, within each of us. And the Holy Spirit is praying for us. The Holy Spirit, Paul says, knows the mind of God and knows our thoughts and our feelings, our hopes and our, our hurts and all that's going on within us. And so we're, we're, we can be caught up in that conversation of the Holy Spirit and Jesus uh, and, and the Father, the Trinity, with uh, loving concern for us. Mm, that's a happy thought. That's a happy thing to think about God and his love and his his um, 
power to be interceding for us and willing good for us. And as I as I hear you say that, it it makes it so much easier for me to say, yes, let it be to me according to your word, even to your intercessions, your prayers. That's right. Yeah. So it's a it's a word of grace to us. And and this the the wonderful thing about God's grace or God's blessing or this spiritually lucky life that we have is that God is around us, moving towards us, praying for us, even when we are not grateful, even when we are not consciously praying, as we, if we had any sense in the moment, we would be. But, you know, we have things that we're doing and, and we have limitations as people and nobody, not even Brother Lawrence or the Apostle Paul, constantly thinking prayers about God. And so even when I'm not thinking about God, God is thinking about me. <laughs> That's a blessing. And so e- even when I'm not, uh, I'm in a, a bad place and I'm having a, a, a bad attitude, I'm, I'm disconnected from God and I'm uh, envious or prideful or reacting with contempt and judgment and I'm, I'm in sin, even then, God's grace is there for me, and God is praying for me, and God is loving me, and I, I'm in that cloud of spiritual blessing. And so that was just bringing me just a great relief. And mm. really, I, I had this uh, feeling in, in my, my personality and in, in my body that this is true, and mm. God is with me now and always, and I don't, I don't have to stress and strain and make stuff happen. I don't have to be perfect and... Yeah, there's a perfectionist in me that, and and wow, you, when you combine perfectionism and spirituality, that's dangerous. Oh, yes. <laughs> because you know yeah. the spiritual life is is unlimited and it's yeah. of ultimate importance. Yeah. And so, uh, those of us who struggle with perfectionism, we that's a load. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I was experiencing freedom from that. That yeah, Bill, even when you're uh, being perfectionistic or you're being grumpy. Yeah, don't worry about it. God's grace has got you covered. You're being prayed for, and God's present with you, and you're in this cloud of blessing. So go ahead and smile. That's so good. <laughs> That's so good. And of course, I'm so grateful for it because you were able to overflow it to me. You came in, you were singing in the shower about blessed. <laughs> blessed are you, Christy? You even sang. Yeah, I was singing Psalm yeah. one. That's one of my one of my disciplines. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, that was fun to sing. I was wondering if you were listening. <laughs> so you look over me and smile. <laughs> well, and then I sang it back to you. Blessed you are did. you, Bill. Yeah. So blessed are you, friends, and uh, we are are truly blessed to do life with you, to follow Jesus with you. Thanks for being in our Soul Talks community. And gosh, we hope that you'd uh, find a, a wonderful grace in our Breath Prayer Guides resource. You can have that. Uh, in your hands in seconds. It's uh, right on our website. You go to soulshepherding.org on the store. You can download the PDF, and uh, it's really nicely graphically designed uh, in, uh, in color. And one-page PDF guides, really simple for your meditations during Advent or any day of the year, and so easy to share with a friend, uh, maybe in your Soul Talk conversation or in a small group so that we can uh, feed off of the fruit of each other's meditations and uh, lean into being honest about what we're really experiencing and feeling and 
uh, find God in that. Yeah, well, when they're there, they might get a little confused because they might see our Advent guide too. So that's another resource yes. that we have. We have an Advent guide that is uh, that's a picture-based resource, uh, similar to our new visual devotions resources. Uh, in that we combine a scripture with a picture where the two relate because we've just found the power of uh, meditating on God's word with the assistance of of a picture or of art or nature, that sort of thing. And so that's another Advent resource uh, is the Advent guide. It could be used personally in your own devotions this Advent or in a group. It works really well, even in the context of a home family. We've done it with our family, and we've done it at Christmas parties as well. With the nativity scene, which is is part of what I imagine um, motivated your meditation as as we were putting out the Christmas decorations is that on a number of times we've had had friends over and we've done uh, a really fun um, and meaningful uh, time of sharing around just the simple characters in in the Advent scene and just physically getting those out, just like uh, show and tell in school and you got the different... Advent characters, uh, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the angels and um, maybe uh, some others like a, a shepherd and the, the uh, three kings and, uh, and so forth. And then you just talk about the scriptures behind each one uh, briefly and you let people pick one that they want to particularly meditate on and journey with through the Advent season. So that, that prayer exercise is also in our Soul Shepherding store and we also have, if you go back um, uh, a year or two years to previous podcasts during the Advent season, uh, we've talked about this before and how we do this. So we want to bless you with uh, Mary's prayer as a breath prayer, and uh, uh, which we've been doing in this series on simplicity. So just receive this as a, as a receive Mary's words as a benediction, and let's join her words not only with our, our thinking. Um, but with our breathing, and that helps us to engage our hearts, our, our will, with God's Word. So as you breathe in, just do it with the intentionality of prayerfulness that you are appreciating uh, God's Word to you. Breathing in, thank you, yes, Lord. And as you breathe out, breathe out with uh, a yieldedness, a releasing, a submission. You're letting go to God. And so with Mary, we, we, we breathe in with a smile, let it be to me. And then we breathe out with yieldedness according to your word. Breathing in, let it be to me. We receive God's word, Emmanuel, Jesus, and then breathing out according to your word. We're submitting our lives our situations to God. Thank you, God, for the blessing of the Word of God to us, modeled for us in Mary's faith and submission. Pray that each of our listeners would be encouraged, strengthened in their life today, in their relationships, uh, in their home, in their family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. put together a new resource for you featuring one of our favorite tools for soul care and spiritual growth. Breath Prayer Guides. Renew your soul in Bible verses. 
You can download this on soulshepherding.org and start simplifying and rejuvenating your soul. It'd be awesome if you could join us at our Soul Shepherding Institute for Training and Renewal. You can earn our certificate in the Ministry of Spiritual Direction. We have a new cohort starting in a couple of months.